shall begin uh, Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 4 Chapter 29 Verse number 36 and 37 So <clears throat> The real interest of the living entity Is to get out of the nescience That caused him to endure Repeated birth and death The only remedy is to surrender Unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead Through his representative Unless one renders devotional service unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead Vasudev, one cannot become possible, one cannot possibly become completely detached from the material world, nor can he possibly manifest real knowledge. So this uh, verse is talking about see if where everybody is caught in the world of Maya constantly. We are always caught in the world of Maya. So to get out of this world of Maya, you need to first the remedy of always this cycle of life and birth and death and all that, it you have to cut it somewhere. So for cutting it, you have to take first the name of the Lord. That means you have to understand the Supreme Divine Consciousness, which is Krishna. <clears throat> then how do you go towards it? You have to go towards it through the help of a representative of that. Who is a representative of the Supreme Divine Consciousness? He is called the Guru or he is the teacher. Who is going to take you towards this path? So, you have to, the only remedy is to surrender unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead through His representative. The representative is the Guru. So, surrendering to the representative, to the Guru, you will be able to reach the Divine Consciousness. And then you will get the manifest knowledge. O best of kings, one who is faithful, who is always hearing the glories of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is always engaged in the culture of Krishna Consciousness and is hearing the Lord's activities, very soon becomes eligible to see the Supreme Personality of Godhead face to face. Now, what are the things that are required? First and foremost, after you meet the Guru, what are the things that he, that he does? He engages you in knowing about Krishna. That means he is constantly telling you stories about Krishna, singing the glories about Krishna, you know, uh, it, the, everything is dedicated towards Krishna alone. So, engaged in the culture of Krishna consciousness. What is the culture of Krishna consciousness? Culture of Krishna consciousness means you are always dedicated to Krishna and doing those activities which are meant for the purpose of going towards the divine. What are the activities? You can do puja, part, all those kind of things. Being lost in the divine for the Krishna Always singing his glories, that is singing songs of the divine of Krishna itself. So this way, these are the activities like hearing the stories. Sometimes you may not be able to tell stories or you may not be able to read them. So like many of you may not be having this book, but some of you have. So you can read it. Some of you can listen to it. So by listening to it, that is hearing the Lord's activities, very soon will be able to see Krishna himself. My dear king, in this place where pure devotees live, following the, the rules and regulations and thus purely conscious and engaged with great eagerness in hearing and chanting the glories of Supreme Personality of Godhead in that place, if one gets a chance to hear the constant flow of nectar, which is exactly like a wave of a river, <coughs> one will forget the necessities of life, namely hunger and thrust, thirst, and become immune to all kinds of fear, lamentation and illusion. So, in this particular verse, what is he saying? 
now the moment you are involved in the activities which are devoted to krishna that means listening to the verses like we are doing today or listening to his stories or singing songs or doing some things which are very devotional in aspect to krishna he says with great eagerness hearing and chanting the glories you can chant the glories also one gets a chance to hear the constant flow of nectar you will that is called the sweetness of those words that are there that is the sweetness of the lord's name what happens to the person he forgets hunger and thirst see we are so much involved in our day to day activity we are always we have to eat food and we have to drink water and so on and so forth all these things go away a person forgets what he is doing and he is constantly engaged in the chanting of krishna's name thereafter what happens fear goes away from the person see we are fearful about everything we are fearful about death we are fearful about money matters we are fearful about our parents or children wives husbands we are fearful about everything we are fearful about results different kinds of results maybe whether i am getting a job or not getting a job whether i am getting a promotion or not getting a promotion whether i am getting a particular uh, course or not getting a course whether i am coming you know first or not coming first whether i am failing or i am passing there is a constant fear of everything isn't it again in sickness there is a fear which says ki whether i am going to fall sick whether i am going to die these are the fears that are there all these fears go away from this individual then lamentations constantly we are lamenting i don't have this this is not fair this world is full of misery you see these are the lamentations every individual has so this kind of lamentations go away the person is always involved in singing the glories of the lord we lament mere paas ye nahi hai mere paas wo nahi hai all these kind of things and illusion what is illusion illusion is maya's work we are constantly deluded by maya in our day to day affairs that means we are involved in our activities connected to family or uh, you know official prof- professional jobs whatever that you are doing and we are constantly bugged about it i have to deliver this i have to do that i have to go to the market i have to buy this i have to do that so many things are there and these are the things which we are constantly involved in this is a kind of illusions that are there in this material world because the conditioned soul is always disturbed by bodily necessities such as hunger and thirst he has very little time to cultivate attachment or hearing the nectarian words of the supreme personality of godhead now what happens to the individual because this individual is constantly bothered about food water drinking this and that so he will give up thinking about god he is only bothered about khana kahan se milega where is the person going to eat from so on and so forth now when this individual is involved in this kind of activities he cannot think of god at all now there was one story which i was uh, telling a few days ago i don't know whether uh, most of you all were there or no but some of them have heard it once upon a time uh, there was this great sage called swami samarth ramdas samarth ramdas was the great sage who was whose uh, whose the guru of shivaji maharaj now it so happened that one day one brahman who was very much interested in eating good food and stuff like that 
So what he would do, that Brahman was not that intelligent. So what used to happen was, because he was not that intelligent, he couldn't get these uh, pujas, parts and uh, you know, all these Brahmans used to depend earlier on doing pujas at different different places. So he was not involved in doing that. So what he would do is, wherever there was Brahman bhojan, that means in a town where they where there is some puja or something like that, they will call the brahmanas and say, you know, you please come for uh, lunch. Okay. Now, brahman bhojan is when you do some auspicious ceremonies, like uh, you have a janeo, uh, what is called a thread ceremony, uh, there is a marriage, there is other kinds of functions that happen. At that time, you call the brahmanas. So, this brahman used to go to these kind of places and eat very nice food and he would... Uh, Take the pan supari, you know, pan supari is the thing, once you finish your, uh, uh, yeah, once you finish your dinner, uh, food, then they give the pan supari and with that, they will give you some money. That is normally the token how it is. They will put one envelope, now it is envelope, but in ancient times they would put it in something and give it to the person. So he was always looking forward to those kind of things. So what he thinks is, now this great sage who is there, Ramdas, Samartha Ramdas, he says, oh, Samartha Ramdas is the guru of the king. So naturally, you know, he must be having Mejwanis every day, you know, all good food he must be having every day because he is the king's uh, uh, what uh, guru. So he says, I will go and become a chela of this guru so that I will get to eat food every day and I will get a lot of, you know, gold and jewelry and stuff like that. So he goes to a jungle to meet uh, Swami Samartha. So when he meets Swami Samarth at that point in time, he uh, he sees Swamiji sitting with one big tiger. Now all the tigers were his pets, so they would come and sit next to him. So he says, don't worry, the tiger is not going to do anything, you come. Finally the person comes and he says, you know, I have heard so much about you, you are the great sage and blah blah blah, everything. He just Swamiji immediately understands that this person has got caught in his mind, you know, he is not the true fellow. So he says, okay, fine, you want to join me, it's okay, you can join me. So he says, go and take a bath and come. Meanwhile, he tells his, ba- the, he has another chela, his name is Dattu. Now he tells Dattu, he says, go to the town, ek chakkar lagao, das ghar ka, vahaan se wo kuch milega, to khana leke So he goes to the town. And bring some fro, floor, you know, floor. Or uska wo chapati banate. And uh, in the jungle, you you know, on the firewood and all you get, you will uh, do that and he will. Uh, then Swamiji also takes a bath and comes. And finally he offers some to the two and to this new Brahman who has joined him. The Brahman says, this is Kora Roti, you know, how to eat Kora Roti, I don't know. Only Chapati. How to eat only Chapati Sukha Sukha, I don't know. So he is having little, little like that, you know, making faces and eating. Suddenly the king comes with his big band, Baja, Bharat. Okay, so when the king comes over there, he says, now is the time, I think the king will have bought something to eat and all. Yes, naturally the king has bought a lot of things to eat and all that. And when the king comes to meet the Guru, he distributes the food to the Guru and he says, I have bought this for you and then gives a lot of gold and jewelry and stuff like that. It's like a, when you meet the Guru, he So what the Guru does, he takes everything and he starts distributing it to the people, those who have come with the king. 
and the food and all he gives half to the people over there and the remaining he offers to the monkeys okay <laughs> and all the riches which the king has given he gives them away and finally the the shivaji maharaj is sitting next to him this is a true story okay shivaji maharaj is sitting next to swami samarth and swami ji has eaten a little bit of his roti that you know remember the roti he was making so he offers that little portion of the roti he says i have eaten this you take this to shivaji and shivaji is eating like it's a prasad you know naturally the guru's uh, food that is there is like a prasad so he is eating little little and he's relishing it this brahman is looking at the shivaji maharaj and this fellow says what kind of idiots are these well like, yeah, this is not correct this is not the right thing to do the even the king is an idiot you know he is eating from this uh, uh, swami samarth what he has left over he is eating instead of eating all the good stuff that he is given away so finally the king goes away and this brahmana he doesn't get anything to eat for 3 4 days he has to eat that sukha roti only one day the one day the guru tells him you come with us to the town and we'll all beg together no he has never begged in life so naturally it's a big pain for him again how to go and beg everywhere in the jungle in the in the village mera naak kat jayega you know that is the first thing that you have in mind so he says no 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 you go and you beg finally somehow they get but he doesn't want to eat the roti so because he doesn't want to eat the roti and then he says you know now what am i to do i am hungry 3 days i have not eaten anything i will tell guruji uh, guruji you please give me permission i want to go and uh, visit another town so he and uh, swami ji immediately understands so he goes away from there he goes to another town and he says now i have to ask around where there is good food available so he goes to one person's place so that person offers him one chapati and one uh, the green sabji the uh, he says no 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 i don't like i don't like to eat this kind of thing isn't there any place where people will uh, give some good food so that farmer who has given him that food he says yeah there is one deshmukh there is one deshmukh in town now today he is having a great celebration if you go over there he is giving free food to brahmanas so he, he says oh good 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 now i can go and eat some hearty meal over there so he goes to eat this goes to meet the deshmukh he meets deshmukh and when he meets deshmukh over there and he has very good meal after that pan supari and again a token of that for eating over there you get gift आई मीन ईटिंग के लिए गिफ्ट देता है सोचो हम लोग को रेस्टोरेंट में पैसा देना पड़ता है फिर खाने को मिलता है वहाँ पर तो खाना भी खाने का और पैसा भी मिलता है सब कुछ मिलता है सो फाइनली आफ्टर दैट ही सेज टू द देशमुख ही सेज यू नो देशमुख यू आर सच अ नाइस पर्सन आई वुड लव टू स्टे इन योर हाउस सो दैट आई गेट टू ईट फूड एवरी डे देशमुख सेज यहाँ ओके वाई वॉट हैपन वॉट्स योर नेम सो ही सेज माई नेम इज सो एंड सो आई कम फ्रॉम दिस विलेज एंड Uh, you know, I was staying with this uh, guru of Shivaji Maharaj, that uh, you know Swami Samarth. He eats only ruka suka, and uh, that Shivaji Maharaj also is mad. He is also eating all ruka suka only. What he is doing, I don't know. But you see, you are such a great person. You eat such nice food, so I want to stay with you. So he says, but you have taken initiation from uh, Swami Samarth. No, what to do about that? and uh, do one thing 
now you have to go to Guruji and uh, give back his mantra. Now there is no such thing as giving back mantra, but still, you know, this person is testing him out. So this Brahman says, yeah, 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 I will go. And he goes to meet Swami Samarth. After some time he finds him. And he tells Swamiji, see, I have found a new guru. He is going to give me a guru mantra, so I want to give your guru mantra back to you. And uh, you don't give anything to eat and that fellow gives me so much to eat and all. So Swamiji says, oh, it's okay. I mean, uh, you want to give the mantra back, it's okay. Do one thing. There is a method of giving it back. So he says, you take one, one glass of water, you drink the water, and it will be full. means you just spit the water out. Okay? We do that in the morning. It will be full. So your mantra will come out. So he, the moment he says it, he says, oh, that's all, huh? oh, good, good. Then I, you will no longer be my guru. He says, fine. So he does a little kuli and he throws the water. When he throws the water, the water forms into the 11 akshar of the mantra on the ground. Okay? Is it 13? Is it 13 or 11? Whatever. 13. So there is a mantra in the ground and he says, now thing is over, no, now I can go. He says, yes, yes, now you can go. All the best to you. So the, uh, this Brahmana, he goes to meet his Deshmukh in the town. And when he comes to meet the Deshmukh, and he says, see, I have come, I have thrown out the mantra of the Swamiji. Now you give me the mantra. He says, what have you done? What exactly happened? So he tells him the story, this is how I did. I spat the mantra out and he formed all the letters. He says, oh my God, those letters were there in the mantra? That is like, like a miracle. It's a great thing. So, he says, Now, you want me to give you that mantra? By the way, that is a mantra given by Sri Ram to Hanuman. And Swami Samarth is an avatar of Hanuman. How can you be like this? Anyway, I was going to give you the same mantra. Now, you are not worthy of getting any mantra from anywhere. And whatever knowledge that you had of Gayatri or any other will all go away from you. Now you go away from here. I'm sorry, I can't grant you. This is what I mean, hunger. So when you understand this, hunger and thirst. A man is so much involved in the day-to-day activities of food and drinking and so on and so forth that he forgets what is the meaning of the word of God. So I'm sure you understood when the person spits out the mantra. That mantra is actually the Lord's own mantra. And he has sacrificed it and he's given it away. So this is what he says. Because the conditioned soul is always disturbed by the bodily necessities such as hunger and thirst. And he has very little time to cultivate attachments to hearing the nectarian words of Krishna. The most powerful Lord Brahma, the father of all the progenitors, that is Lord Shiva, Manu, Daksha and other rulers of humankind. The four saintly first class Brahmacharis, headed by Sanaka and Sanatana. The great sage Marichi, Atri, Angira, Pulatsya, Pulaha, Kratu, Bhragu and Vashishta. And my humble self, that is Narada, are all stalwart Brahmanas who can speak authoritatively on Vedic literature. We are very powerful because of the austerities, meditation and education. Nonetheless, 
even after inquiring about Krishna, whom we always see, we do not know perfectly about him. So whom whom are we talking about? These are all the sons of Brahmaji. Brahmaji is a person who's given birth to such great people. Imagine giving birth to such great sages like Marichi, Atri, Angiras and these are such great people. They know the Supreme Divine Consciousness very well. And Narada himself. Now Narada is reciting this particular thing to Prachinnabari. Remember the king Prachinnabari and Narada is telling the king. Alright. So at that point in time Narada himself says See, even though we are such great divine sages ourselves, what is it that we have done? We are the knowers of the Vedic knowledge. The Vedic knowledge is ingrained in us. We know the Vedas by heart literally. And yet, how else we have got our knowledge? By austerities. All kinds of austerities that we have done. We have done meditation and we have done education. All these three these three things are very very important for getting the knowledge about supreme divine consciousness as well what are the three one is austerities performing austerities remember when uh, last week when i was talking about why is it important to be with the guru in the ashram why is it so important because austerities can be performed only over there in a very secluded atmosphere in our day-to-day life where is the time for austerities See, even if we think in terms of just one simple example, I'll give you. Suppose you want to do upvas, that means you want to do fasting. You know, fasting, there are do's and don'ts. But here, what we do is, we have fasting. Okay, okay, for fasting, we have, these are the foods that are allowed for fasting. So, you start eating those foods from morning to night. What kind of fasting, what kind of austerity is that, I have never understood. Again, austerity is where you, you should be keeping quiet the whole day. Okay, think about it. Ever try this? Try this and see for yourself. No thought should enter. Okay, not a single thought. Complete quiet and solitude. Try doing that for even, forget one day, one hour, try that. Don't say, you know, I slept for eight hours. At that time, nothing happened. You can't give me that example because that is not valid. It is when you are conscious of the day. You are conscious of everything. At that time, try to see whether you can be quiet for even one hour. It is not possible. But in the ashram atmosphere, all these things are possible because the Guru is there with you. He guides you through these processes. So there is a process of Maunvrata also. So Maun is very very important. It's a cleansing methods. Then there are meditation. There are various types of meditations. I was just now writing about one type of meditation. Very shortly I will put up that uh, blog also. This meditation is mindfulness meditation. Mindfulness. Mindfulness. Think about it. Mindfulness means just being lost in that one particular thing. You know, if I am eating food, I should chew 20 times. You have to chew. Your mother must have told you, you know, you should chew the food before eating, before gulping. So, <laughs> think about it. Our mothers have told us, but we have never followed. So, what we do? Even imagine if you go to McDonald's, the burger is over in two minutes or five minutes. Okay. And then we are having one one uh, that, what do you call that? Uh, French fries. French fries. One one French fries we will have. But the burger, that big fellow, we have eaten in two minutes. 
<laughs> so it is like that no mindfulness eating you should know exactly what has gone into it do you know that there are such finer nuances into that food the food that you are eating it has got very very finer taste and nuances you will understand them you can say isme hing dala hai you know as a fatida or you can say oh this has got a little bit of ginger in it you can taste it so if you are mindful in that you will understand otherwise even if i give you a fried rat to eat you won't even know what is god in it <laughs> so it is like that so we don't even understand what we are eating we just gulp the food down and we run away same way when uh, like uh, say for example um, um, we have one person over here who has written about the different teas in the world okay she drinks different three kinds of teas okay these are british teas britishers never grow any tree teas by the way all right teas were grown by indians sri lankans and various other country people kenya and so on and so forth now these are trees which are the tea the tea leaves from a particular place are very very important like say for example the darjeeling tea is the costliest in the world i think from the last year uh 1 kilogram of darjeeling tea was sold for some 85000 rupees it's a very big amount of money <laughs> you have to pay 1 kilo 85000 rupees imagine when you are drinking you will have to think 85000 85000 like that so it is like that it's a very expensive tea so there is this now we have these dip bags you know those dip bags that are there uh, tea tea leaf dip bags that are there now dip bags you will be uh, you will be amazed to know are not made from the leaf no what they do is when they are doing that channi you know channi means they are they are sieving it at the time when they are sieving it the imagine the leaf is what one leaf two leaf and then there is one stem so when they have dried it aired it and dried it the stem which is remaining with a little bit of you know the balance leaf that is if you pluck the leaf from top what happens the stem remains with a little leaf in that that is falling down that is packed in these tea bags okay all tea bags contain that and we are happy to pay a very big amount for that uh, the first the first uh, the the most uh, beautiful thing that you can get out of tea is called orange pico okay if you get an orange pico p e k o p e k o e pico that is the tea that is the most important it has got flavor in it the rest of the things are derivatives and products which are coming afterwards so <laughs> there is no point so first you should understand what you are drinking then only you will get the hang of it so the third one which we were talking about austerities meditation and education now education will only happen now all these things that i told you about just the tea is nothing but education uh, have you actually studied it no but if you study it after that you will never touch these dip dip bags because you will say oh that is made from the by product <laughs> of tea 
So I don't want to drink that tea dip dip bags. It's not good. So because the original flavor has gone already into this orange pico that is there. Alright. So this person, Narada is saying, I have all these three and yet I am not in a position to tell you about Krishna. Despite the cultivation of the Vedic knowledge, which is unlimited, and the worship of different demigods by the symptoms of Vedic mantras, demigod worship does not help one to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead. What he says? Even if you develop the Vedic knowledge, what are the Vedas all about? If you go to the Vedas, let us say for example, you are going to the Rig Veda. Rig Veda, there are chapters and chapters about Vayu, Agni, you know, different different gods and demigods, how their worship is to be done. It is telling you exactly how you have to do, what you are supposed to do. So, it is talking about the different kinds of worships of the demigods. And the Vedic mantras, if you go to the Vedic mantras, all the suktams and all, all these are nothing but the worship of the demigod, that is assistants. They are the department heads, remember? So, the demigod worship does not help one to understand Sri Krishna. So, anytime you go to any temple where there is a demigod whose worship you are doing, I am sorry, you will be no way going to reach Krishna at all. Krishna is the supreme divine consciousness. Think about it. In Christianity also, if you go and pray to all the aeons and the archons and all the sophias and everybody in the world, I'm sorry you can never reach the Father in Heaven. Never in your life can you ever understand the Father in Heaven. Because you know what? The demigods in between, that is all these aeons and archons, they are going to trap you and they are going to say, See, I am your big God. You first pray to me. Okay, I am the commission agent over here. Nobody else you are supposed to give. So, you cannot see here right and left also. So, what happens to the individual? He keeps on visiting temples after temples after temples after temples. And he gets trapped in all these temple worships. This Devata, that Devata, this Devi, that Devi, Hajar Devis and Hajar Devatas. So this is what he says. Once you understand these kind of mantras, which is the Vedic mantras, which are dedicated to these demigods. The demigod worship does not help one to understand Sri Krishna. Does not. In no way can you reach the Supreme Divine Consciousness or in no way by worshipping the Aeons and the Archons you can visit Father in Heaven. When a person is fully engaged in devotional service, he is favoured by the Lord who bestows his causeless mercy. At such a time, the awakened devotee gives up all material activities and ritualistic performances mentioned in the Vedas. When the person is completely devoted to Sri Krishna. What does he do? This person is an awakened person. He has got up from his sleep. What is the kind of sleep? So many things that he does in the material world. All different different things. What does he do? He prays to hundreds of gods and goddesses. A person who is with Krishna does not go and bow down to any gods or goddesses in the world. No. He is an awakened devotee. He gives up all material activities 
and ritualistic performances ritualistic performances what are the ritualistic performances getting up in the morning and you know, saying gayatri and doing this you know all those things that all your forefathers must have taught you okay you get up you do this you do that you do that you do that or you go to the temples you do this kind of worship that kind of worship so many nariyal so many this so many hars nothing no brahmanas to be called nothing to be done krishna's worship tells you don't bother about any ritualistic or any other activity especially praying to any demigods no vedic knowledge is important over there so in the previous verse we did the vedic knowledge which takes us closer to the demigods that means all the suktams that are there all the prayers that are there which are taking us closer to the demigods the demigods worship will no way take you closer to krishna and if you are nowhere closer to krishna please understand you are going to be trapped in the material world for ever and ever and ever so no more worship of any kind of demigod is to be done secondly all these if you have devotion for krishna then all these other kind of activities are completely given up by this person because they are not going to give you anything so we only need basically krishna's grace my dear king Uh, king barishman you should never out of ignorance take to the vedic rituals or fruitive activities may which may be pleasing to hear about or which may appear to be the goal of self interest you should never take this to be the ultimate goal of life so what he says to the king he says to the king even if somebody says to you i will show you techniques and the methods and the verses which are there in the in this particular vedic verses you know which will tell you if you recite them 1 million times you will get the biggest of the riches in the world he says if you do this you are going to lose krishna forever so you should never out of ignorance take up vedic rituals vedic rituals should never be taken up so there is no need of doing any kinds of vedic activities please understand this are fruitive activities fruitive activities is like people will say i want to have a child so i say this mantra a thousand times i will get a child haven't you heard people say ye mantra bolo to tumko hai na aa jayega bachcha and then the person will say okay we will perform this particular havan or this particular uh, puja in your house and then you will get billions and millions and trillions i'm sorry the house itself got sold <laughs> so where is the question of billions and billions so there is no millions and billions on the contrary you have become kaki baba there is no money also in the house and that pandit ji who came to say all the puja part you know he is become richer and richer by the day all right and you have become poorer and poorer by the day so you are not going to get anything out of it so all these fruitive activities you have to give up which may be pleasing to hear they are very pleasing to hear what what is pleasing to hear to listen to that you know if you do this you will get nice uh, you know good health wealth joy happiness peace understanding these that so many things isn't it how how many times have we heard these things we have heard everybody come and tell us ki tum ye karega tumko itna paisa bahut paisa milega paisa milega kisko milega there is no point there is no money there nothing like that and you can hear about or which may appear to be the goal of self interest you have a self interest in all those things i want i want i want i want i want go say the mantra go krishna himself will tell you you want to hear the mantra 
like Swami Samarth said, na, okay, go meet Deshmukh. Same way, you know. Here, Krishna himself will say, okay, you want money, no? Go. I will tell you which mantra to go and say, so you will get your millions and billions. Go away from here. So, that should not be the, you should never take these to be the ultimate goal of life. Those who are less intelligent accept the Vedic ritualistic ceremonies as all in all. They do not know the purpose of the Vedas is to understand one owns home, which is supreme personality of Godhead lives. Not being interested in the real home, they are illusioned and search after other homes. That means what? Why are the Vedas there? The Vedas have been written with a very clear intention. The intention is to reach the supreme divine consciousness, to know the home. What is a home? The heart. The heart where Sri Krishna lives. All these books, all these, whether it is a Bible or whether it is a Bhagavatam or whether it is any of the spiritual texts, they have been written with one intent only. The intent is to reach the divine. And what do we do with these books? We want to go and get things in the material world. So none of these books have been written with an intention of making you rich or making you all those kind of things. Nothing like that. They have been written. See, those who are less intelligent accept the Vedic ceremonies all in all. There is something, some rituals are written. Go and put this in the fire, do this, do that, all those kind of things. Never to be done. They do not know the Sri Krishna that is there. So, when you do these kind of books, they are only supposed to lead you to Krishna or the father in heaven, nobody else. My dear king, the entire world is covered with sharp points of kusagras and on the strength of this, you have become proud because you have killed various types of animals in sacrifices. Because of your foolishness, you do not know the devotional service is the only way one can please the Supreme Personality of Godhead. You cannot understand this fact. Your only activity should be those that can please the Krishna. Our education should be such that we can become elevated to Krishna consciousness. So everything in this material world is actually pointing towards Sri Krishna only. It is not at all taking you away from it. But what happens is we use these material activities for reaching our material world goals. No, the ultimate goal is to reach the Supreme Divine Consciousness. So he says, King, you have been doing all sorts of fruitive activities like killing animals. Now we have learnt that in the in the Vedas it is written that you sacrifice this animal. Even in the Bible it is written that there has to be a sacrifice of a lamb and a sacrifice of a child and all that. I am sure if you those who have read the Bible will tell you. Abraham wanted to kill his son. It's the same thing. It's written in the Bible. So why should I not kill my son? Same way. Go sacrifice a lamb. Sacrifice an animal. Sacrifice this. Sacrifice that. It is not saying that words. It is mentioned as an example. It is not saying that you are supposed to sacrifice your son. What is the meaning of the word, the sacrifice of the son? You will you will have to know this one thing. What is the meaning of the word sacrificing the child or the, the, the small born, the new one? It means this. Why have you come in this world? Material purpose is to create more of your kind, isn't it? For propagation. You are propagating your own kind further and further. So you have children, isn't it? And then the children have children and then their children will have children. And you become like a progenitor of this entire race. But when you learn about the Supreme Divine Consciousness, 
that activity will stop all further developments understand that is called the sacrifice of the child you don't want to have children because your main goal has now become going towards god so sacrificing the child means that doesn't mean you go and take one big koita and cut uh, the child's head sorry that is not the way to do it no see this is very very important so those who have this knowledge will be able to give you the right kind of knowledge now assuming now let us say for example the question will arise but uh, he already had a son so you mean to say that he should cut his son up no what it meant was this why can you not give the knowledge of the divine to yourself and to your son as well noah if you remember recollect noah gave the knowledge to his son so that his son can go ahead actually noah was given knowledge by his father his father's name was seth am i right so seth gave the knowledge about god almighty to noah and noah was able to give it to his son his son is the one who lives for that jungles again if you recollect in the last chapter of it so the knowledge from seth went to noah and noah in turn gave it to his son that is called the sacrifice there will be no further generations coming from there there is an end to the line there is a cutting off that is what happens all right so the true knowledge comes this way not thinking that it is written in the vedas go cut your son up no son cutting over there now i hope you understood a little bit of what i said okay so the entire world is covered with sharp points of kusa grass and on the strength of this you have become proud because you have killed various types of animals in sacrifices what is this world full of kusa grass think about it the world is full of kusa grass so we are talking about some prairies or we are talking about the grasslands we are talking about some australia somewhere where there is only grass and all the animals are roaming all over the place sir if you actually see na this is our grassland okay there are animals inside our <laughs> head also okay those are roaming all over the place and nowadays you can use all kinds of techniques to kill them but in ancient time they were and this this is the kusa grass by the way all the hair on the body that is called kusa grass by the way not kusa grass which you see over there okay now <laughs> we always mistake kusa grass means okay the one which is available in some of the cases lavancha lavancha you know you go and get that grass and you uh, make a nice incense of that no <laughs> kusa grass is this the hair on the body okay it has grown all over the body so now see the verse the entire world is covered with sharp points of kusa grass got it our entire body is covered by hair and on the strength of this you have become proud because you have killed various types of animals in sacrifice no it means only this using this kusa grass okay all right you are not supposed to start a fire okay are you burning your body is not good enough there are those grassland fires going on all over the world especially in united states and australia they burn the whole place down no 
here the the fire that is there that is the kusa grass which is used in the fire in the fire that means you wear out your body in sacrifice wearing out your body in sacrifice means giving kusa grass okay so don't think or maybe tomorrow you will say i i went for a facial or i went for what is that they remove the hair from the body waxing waxing means okay kusa grass removal sorry boss that is not kusa grass removal <laughs> you are killing so many animals in that divage is that no, no no waxing to be done it only means that offering this body for the purpose of mankind we have to wear out our body see when you when you really work hard your hair also starts thinning up you see that whole thing isn't it and you are finally you are become bald uh, nothing meant for guru okay he, see he is a he is the hard working person over there <laughs> Okay, and Brito is the least working because he's got long hair. <laughs> no, nothing like that. What it means is basically when you wear your body out. That is what it means. Okay. So he says, because of your foolishness, you do not know the devotional service is the only way to please the supreme personality of Godhead. What is the devotional service? Using our body for the mankind, like Mother Teresa. She used to work literally very hard among poor people, the lepers and so on and so forth. Same way, you will find that all great people, they do service to the mankind. Service to the mankind is the most important part of devotional service also to the Lord. And the only way of pleasing Supreme Personality of Godhead. You cannot understand this fact. Nobody can understand this fact. See, till you do not have a guru, first and foremost, I, if somebody says, Kusa grass leke anaj, hum logon ko ye havan karne ka hai, wo havan karne ka hai, ek kal bakri katenge. Okay. So we really think, you know, kal jake bakri leke aayenge, must say, you know, mutton khayenge. I mean, think about it. We can only think in those terms. What? और नहीं तो एक चिकन चिकन का बोला अच्छा है मस्त से चिकन लेके आएंगे उसको काटेंगे बोला बलि चढ़ाया एंड हैव इट व्हाट बलि चढ़ाया नो बलि इन ऑल दैट यू कट ऑफ योर ओन हेड नथिंग लाइक दैट सो दैट इज व्हाट इज देयर सो योर ओनली एक्टिविटी शुड बी दोस दैट कैन प्लीज कृष्णा आवर एजुकेशन शुड बी सच दैट वी कैन बिकम एलिवेटेड टू द कृष्णा कॉन्शियसनेस श्री हरि the krishna is the super soul and guide of all the living entities who have accepted material bodies within this world he is the supreme controller of all material activities in material nature he is also our best friend and everyone should take shelter at his lotus feet in doing so one's life will be auspicious i think these lines do not need any explanation it only means this that you have to be dedicated to the supreme divine consciousness surrender faith surrender love and devotion four words to describe this entire lines okay i think we we can stop over here because we have reached the verse 50 so tomorrow we will take up 51 onwards and we shall finish the end of it so you can stop it all right